0: Rabbi a good morning, a guten Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Emar, Tovshin Pe'alev, Erev Shabbos Lag here in Eretz Yisrael, and I must uh, preface my remarks today, my Dvar Torah today, by being mishtatif in the tremendous, tremendous tragedy that took place this morning up in Maron, it's a a, a national tragedy, something which is beyond our comprehension. And our words at our and our divrei Torah and chizuk and our tefilis are together with the injured and the wounded that Hashem should send them rafu refuah And particularly, we are davening with all of our hearts that a 13-year-old boy who is the son of a neighbor of ours in Harnov, Eliezer Yitzchak ben Shoshana, Koltai, who is now missing and we're davening that Hashem should have Rachmanus and he should be found and he should be returned to his family. Our own grandchildren were there last night. Two of our older grandchildren, Yonah and Shimshi, live. From Baruch Hashem, Hashem watched over them and they are fine, they are home. But we know that this is a tragic event beyond comprehension. And I don't want to belabor the point, except that there's no question that if we look at the parsha beginning of this week's parasha we can connect ourselves to it by taking a look and seeing what the, seeing what the Pasuk, first Pasik says <speaking in Hebrew> the halacha is that the kohanim and the are not allowed to be metame to people who passed away except for the uh, a Kayin has certain halachas and a Kayin god has different halachas but um, Rashi points out that when he's a, a member of the Kihila yatsa Mez mitzvah. But if it's a maitz mitzvah, that means someone there aren't any kovrim, there aren't any member aren't any family members to bury him. So then uh, even the Kayan Gadol is obligated, obligated to stop his avoid and to go out. And this shows us a tremendous understanding that a Jewish neshama, no matter what level a person is on, but a Jewish neshama is of the highest value and deserves to get the respect and the covet to be brought to burial. And the Kaingada would leave his avodah, the lefnai lefnim, in order to do the, the the greater avodah, which is to give covet and to give respect to the deceased that doesn't have anyone else to bury him. And I reminded myself of a story that Rabbi Sol Salanter, when he was in a certain shtatl, a certain shtat, a town, and he heard two members of the Heber Kadisha, each one was saying to each other, you bury him, You no, you bury him. And there, it seems they were discussing a poor person who did not have any money to pay for his burial, and therefore all of the expenses and all of the time and effort would not be paid by the family or by the the kupas uh, ear, and therefore each one was th- flinging the responsibility onto a different member of the Chavik again Again, I'm not judging anybody, but Basal Salanta immediately, he stopped everything that was doing, and he quickly went out, and he himself went and buried the person. He wanted to show the concept of a mes Mitzvah. You don't fool around with the Indian of a mes Mitzvah. Rabbi I I would like to say over a Torah, it should be a chizik for all of us, and we'll also try to tie in to the Yontif of Lag Baomer as best as we can. The art which we are fond of saying over on this particular pasuk of Vayidab Vayomer Hashem al-Moshe so it speaks about Amira and then it says V'amarta Aleim. and the first Rashi points out what's the double language Emor and then it says again V'amarta we're speaking to the Kohanim so Rashi says Emma V'amarta Lehazer G'dayim Alektanim Oh, there's a particular halacha that not only is the Kayin, or the Kayin God, in the halachas of Tumas Hameis, but he has to influence, he has to educate his children that they should also not do it. The Indian of Chinuch. And the question is, we know the halacha of that you have to stop a cotton from doing averas. That's an Indian which we find throughout the entire Torah not only by the halachas of Kohanim, so why is Rashi pointing out over here specifically by the Indian of Kohuna? I saw brought down a teretz that it could be, that some say, that since the whole uh, level of the kedusha of a Kayin is a Milo, which we find by Kohanim, you might have thought to say that just like we found in last week's parish, in Kedoshim Tiyo, there's a special halacha that Klai's should try their utmost to be on a high level like Rashi says in last week's parasha, "Kadish Atzma b'Mutalach." Be makadish yourself, not to be a glutton, not to be a person that runs after tithes. So you might have thought that that is a milah. It's a special level. It's a, like a, a mitzvah chavivus that a person gets if he uh, if he lives on such a high level. That's a mitzvah we find by kedushim Te'o. You might have thought to say the same thing applies to the Kohanim. When it says by the Kohanim, the Kohanim have a special level of kedusha. you might have thought it's only a maila. So perhaps for a maila, maybe not, that's not something which you're obligated to teach your children. Maybe you're only obligated to teach your children the basics. But Kamash that know that in the laws of a Kohayin, the Kayan's kedusha is an integral part of his lifestyle. Because he's the Eved Hashem, he's the one that is the Shliach of Klal Yisrael, specifically the Kohen Gadol. is the Manig for Klal Yisrael, and therefore he has to influence his children that they should also follow in the same path. And the truth is, this is really a lesson not only for Kohanim, but it's for every single one of us. How do we influence our children to follow in the pathway of the Torah? My Rabbi of Moshe Feinstein always used to say, That this is the pshat in the posik emor v'amarta. It means you don't walk around with a big stick. You go with a soft stick. A soft stick means you don't have to say anything. How you live your life, that's going to influence your children. If your children see that by you, the Torah is something which is a kishmak, and it's worthwhile, and you love it, then automatically they themselves are going to love it. If they see by you that it's a difficult lifestyle to live, but they themselves are not necessarily going to want to be influenced to keep it. And therefore that's the pshat. The pusik says, Emor, a Lushan of Amira, which is always a Lushan of Raka, soft. You should say to the Kohanim, va'amarta, And they should say to their children, their saying to the children should be in a way that they don't even have to say anything. It's a role model. The way they live their life, that will automatically be the softest message to their children, the positive message that the way of the life of Kedusha, of the Kayin, and the way of a life that every single Yid has an opportunity to keep the mitzvahs, that that's something that should be emulated, something that should be uh, looked up to, and therefore the children say, Ah, oh, it's so geschmack to be a Yid. Rav Moshe used to say that in the first generation of people that came to America, they were all pious Jews, and they were Maseh Nefesh for Shabbos, but they made one mistake. Many of them, when they came home after a hard week, and they knew that they were they 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 were going to be fired from their jobs in Shabbos. So when they came into their houses and they sat down at the Shabbos table, what they said was, "Ay, Azeh Shvertz is a It's so difficult to be a yid. And their children, the next generation, they heard, you know, Al, you know what the Torah lifestyle is all about? It's difficult to be to be a yid. So, therefore, they didn't want to keep it because it's difficult. And therefore, many of them went off to Derich in the first gener- the second generation of Jews that came to America. But if Moshe said, if each Yid would have said, ah, it's glicklich to seine Yid. It's a tremendous schuss to be a Yid. It's the happiest moment of life. He used to use a muscle that it's like a Cadillac car. A person would recognize and would give over to his children, ah, it's so, the mitzvahs are so geschmack. The mitzvahs, it's kadai to be a Yid. It's worthwhile to be a Yid and if it will be the concept, amor that you yourselves will keep it in a bechina of amarta, that you don't even have to say anything, automatically it becomes an integral part of your life, then your children will also follow in the pathway. So this first Pesach is really a role model lesson for every single one of us, how to be mechanich had children. I saw brought down that uh, the Shalach says on the halacha of... Uh, you should not uh, shecht the mother and a child on the same day and um, the truth is if you take a look at Rashi Rashi says it's not only the mother and the child it's even if it's in the vice versa if you checked shechted the child then you shouldn't shecht the mother so it's not only because the mother shouldn't see a child that's being killed the the um, Shelah Kodesh says that this is teaching us a tremendous lesson because you might have thought well, you know what, if it's really an issue of not allowing the mother to see the suffering of a child so what would happen if you would separate them and put them into different houses and do the shechita in a different house so you might have thought to say that there's no agmas nefesh for the behemah and therefore every single one, you could check it in a different place but the Torah says no you're not allowed to shecht it even if they're in different places why? because we're teaching Kla that Klai has to have a merciful component and HaKadosh Baruch trying to teach us not to be cruel if you know that unfortunately there's a mother and a child that are going to be nishchat on Yom Echad you're not allowed to become that type of achzori. In order that a person should teach himself midas, and this is the lesson that the Torah Rabbi especially when we live living in tragic event times, we should also try our utmost to feel the tire of the tzibor, and at the same time, we also have to be able to continue our lives as best as we can. And I was thinking in the context of the beginning of the parasha to the end of the parasha, Beginning of the parish speaks about the sad things, the difficult things, the the, 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 the kiddush of the Kayan, the the um ba'am of mes mitzvah. It speaks about echad. There's a Pusik in the middle of the parish which speaks about Vinikdashi Bizokba Na Yisrael, that every single person is muchyiv to be mysur nefesh i Hashem. That in itself needs a separate Shmos in a separate Devar Torah, but we're going to leave that for right now. And then, all of a sudden, the end of the parish, All of a sudden, things change. All of a sudden, we start speaking about the yom tovim. We get into all the different yom Tevin. It's like such a, a disparity of of change in like the weather. We started out by speaking about sad things, and all of a sudden we go, "Elo, moadei Hashem." Right? These are the moadim. We speak about the different modem, Sukkot, and Pesach, and Shavuot, and and Yom Kippur, and Rosh Hashanah. So I think it's a lesson for all of us. I want to illustrate this with a mice I saw this morning, that the Talmidim of the Mir Yeshiva in Shanghai, they themselves were saved from the Holocaust. Miraculously, the tremendous nest of the Mir Yeshiva that was taken from Mir in Poland all the way to Shanghai, and with all kinds of miracles, and my Rebbe, Reb Chaim Shevlevitz, and my other Rebbe, Rebbeinish, Reb, uh, Reb and, and, and Reb Nochem, they were all saved from the Nazis, in And the Mashkiach in those days, with the Mashkiach Reb Chatzko Levenstein, all kinds of miracles which were said about him, there were two Talmidim in the Yeshiva, in the mirror in those days, and they had found out the news of the tremendous loss in the Holocaust, and they were responded, they needed Chizuk, and decided they were going to get Chizuk by going to speak to the mashgiach Repchatzkel. When they got closer to the room, they heard Repchatzkel talking, and he was saying in a broken voice, he was saying, this person, this friend, he mentioned a list, this person who studied with me in Kellim, he was taken on Pekidosh Hashem, and this one was taken on Pekidosh he had a whole list, all of his friends, and he said, am I any less than them that I was not your name in this world there must be a, the reason why I was taken and I was left is because you gave me a tafkid you gave me a purpose and I have to fulfill that purpose we know Reb Chatzko was the one that led the Mir yeshiva eventually he came to Eretz Yisrael it became the and Chimpanovic and he influenced so many and so many others when the two Talmidim heard this they said that was, they realized, that was the Nechama that they needed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he decides who's fit, unfortunately, to be taken, al and that's a cheshman only the B'an Hashem knows. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu leaves over other people, and they have to recognize that they have a tafkid to to, to, to live a life, and to be Mekad Hashem Shemayim, by living a life which is true to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It could be this is the message of the Parash Beginning of the parsha, it speaks about l'nefesh tam ba'amav. It speaks about mes mitzvah. It speaks about difficult things and learning what it is to have good meters. But then we have to enter into yontif. We have to realize the Shabbos is coming. The yontif is coming. We have to try to elevate ourselves. We have to try our best to uh, strengthen ourselves. Everything that we spoke today should be uschus for the niftarim. It should be uschus for those that need a refus, it should be a schus for a young child that needs to be found. And we hope and we pray and we daven that he should be brought back to his family and to his parents. Eliezer Yitzchak ben Shoshana. And I'm adding on another uh, meise and story as a separate uh, addition to this uh, particular Devar Torah today. We're going to suffice it by asking that our Baruch Hu should... Show us that we are the chosen people, and he should bring us up to be able to be the people that he wants us to be. I have a new pshat in the parshas Acharemos Kadoshim, which uh, I just was mechadish after parshas Acharemos Kadoshim. Even though we're now holding in parshas Emor, but I feel there's such a wonderful, wonderful word that I saw that I want to share it with the yislem. Um, the new pshat is is that After you finish Acharemos You hear a pshat And you understand that it's Acharemos It's still Kedoshim Such a gewalti, get insight I saw this mindset this morning uh, Which happened around 35 years ago There was a Rebbe in a Cheder in Eretz Israel And he was explaining parshas Acharemos, Kedoshim and he was talking about the Sorel LaShem and the Sorel L'Azazel, which is written in Parashat Zechariah. And he was explaining in all the details that, you know, you have to have the exact same goat, they have to look exactly the same, and one is sent on the mountain to be thrown down off the top of the mountain, and that's the LaZozel. and one is brought as a carbon, and that's the pure one, that's the one that's LaShem. So he explained all the different halachas to the Talmudim, and then when it came time for recess, a boy comes over to me. and he says, Rebbe, he said in Hebrew, The Rebbe understood very quickly that this was a twin, that he had twins in his class, and this young boy felt that his brother was so... Uh, good and was so solid in learning, and he himself was like really, really not able to keep up with the class. So he felt very, very much that what the Rebbe had explained about the shnei sirim, that one was really talking about him, one was talking about his brother, and that he really, really did not feel very, very positive about himself. The Rebbe hopped quickly what the, what the child was saying. He didn't say anything, didn't know exactly what to say to the child, and he decided to push it up to the higher echelons, and he went to the menahel, to the principal, and he said, told the principal what this boy had said, and the principal said, I want to speak to that boy. So the boy came in, and the menahel told him, I want to tell you something, that there's a difference between the sarah l'ashem and the sarah l'azazel, and you and your brother. And the difference is that you are an adam, you are a man, a mensch, and those are animals. In animals, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides which one should be La and which one should be Lazar. They might look exactly the same. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one with the girl. HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes a decision which one should be this one, this one, which which this which one should be the other one. But when it comes to the Adam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the Bechira, is in the hands of the Adam. Every person can make a decision exactly what he wants to be and how he's going to accomplish it and it could be that your brother, it's easier for him to learn right now, but you also have great kaychus, and if you want, you can also become the one that's la Hashem. Both of you can be Hashem. And from that point onwards, this menahel always used to spend extra time with this young boy in the cheder, and the end of the story is that uh, this particular rebbe, later on in life, he gave a drusha, a kiruv drusha, somewhere in the United States of America, and at the end of the drusha, someone comes over to him, and he says, do you recognize me? And he said, no, I don't recognize him. And he tells him, well, I want to tell you, I was, I was a boy in your class, and there was a suit happened between you and myself, with the Shnei Sirem, and I'm the one that the Menahel told, the Menahel said that um, I could also pick to choose to be what I want. And the Rebbe asked him, so what are you doing now? He says, I basically learned the whole day. I have a little Parnas on the side, but Lamaisa, I'm sitting and learning. And what's with your brother? My brother's a businessman. He has a Yisacher deal. The brother that was, originally had this great kachos, he ended up being a full-time businessman with a little bit of association with Torah 3, and Zvulendil. Well, this young boy, he ended up being a Givaldika Givaldika Talmud Chacham, we see a great lesson over here that man has the ability to make a decision about what he wants to do. We should be zayichemitz Shem to a good Shabbos, uh, a good luck ba'aymer. Ben is bark. We should be zayichem to Yeshua's and the Chumis, and to see mashiach tzedkenu. Amen, amen. Wishing everyone a good Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.